Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Girlish. This is Gage, and I'm here with my co-host, Olivia. Hey, everyone. It's me. Did you have like a stroke for a second? I, so <laughs> whenever I join my Zoom meeting at work, my camera is turned off and my microphone's muted. But when I see everyone pop up, the first thing I say in the morning is, hi, uglies. Oh, and I no. almost just said that. <laughs> Wait, you say that to your employees or like to your yeah, co-workers they don't hear me it's oh, oh, okay, okay and then when i leave for the day i'm like bye uglies <laughs> um no offense to my co-workers but i no, it was just workers. like an instinct for me because we just turned on the computer <laughs> i don't think everybody's ugly i really don't you're all beautiful you should start every episode just hi uglies <laughs> that's our new thing i would love that that's really funny oh my god i almost attacked all of our listeners <laughs> and that's okay they deserve it i sincerely apologize no yeah we love our listeners we do we love you guys we so stand. welcome back to another episode this one's gonna be a doozy for you we got some <laughs> <laughs> so some much content things to mm-hmm. talk about i'm sure i mean the internet's kind of been up in flames this actually this whole month i feel like it has been so yeah, I'm really excited to get into talking about some stuff. We're going to be bringing up some really um, influential people that just provide us with so much positivity and <laughs> facts to exactly. base our ideas on. So, yeah, buckle we up. Just, yeah, <laughs> I mean, the nicest people, the biggest supporters of the trans community, and we just are very thankful for them and you'll hear us talk about it later in the episode um but yeah i want to kind of like jump into like what what's been going on lately because i feel like a lot has been going on in the news and definitely a lot of things targeting trans people and um i just want to know what your thoughts on like how do you feel overall like with everything going on like what's your like when you see bad things being said about trans people constantly like how do you how do you feel It's rough, especially because not too long ago, you know, there was a tragedy in Texas. 19 kids were killed. Teachers were killed. And now all of a sudden during Pride Month, everyone's talking about how drag queens are the devil, trans people are the devil, pride shouldn't exist. This is bad. Like we shouldn't be indoctrinating our children and forcing them to take home. Like this is all happening right after a national tragedy, which nothing was done about. So it's like crazy to me that the narrative and the news switched so quickly. And for what reason, I'm not exactly sure. But recently it has kind of felt like trans people are literally public enemy number one in this country and everybody hates us. And that can be hard to deal with all the time. So I feel like there's like a lot of backward thinking going on in terms of like the politicians, but in terms of like public opinion, I feel like we've grown like substantially. So the conservative people that like are typically targeting the trans individuals, um, I feel like they're really great at marketing. Um, So like you kind of see like this whole like identity that like conservative people have like placed around guns and gun ownership. And um, I feel like a vast majority of people want gun reform. But the politicians, there's like interests within it. 
And so they are, I feel like there's like a fear mongering aspect of them being like the guns are the problem, trans people are the problem. The fact that, you know, we aren't like have like a new, like a normal nuclear family type thing. That's the problem. They are like trying to like push it in a narrative that like makes you fear something else, makes you fear this thing that like maybe you aren't around a lot. Maybe you don't quite understand, but it's, it's such an easy target us as a community for them to just kind of like get away with being able to you know, have like get support from like the NRA and stuff like that, make a bunch of money. And so I just like, I'm seeing like this sort of fuel be being like had from like conservative, like figureheads, or even I'm seeing a lot more of it happening like online where I'm seeing a lot of transphobic people. And I think for the first time since starting my transition, I've just been so depressed. I've been so down and like, I don't know, I just like why it's like affected me so much. I've been getting like super emotional about it. Um, there's, and I don't want to start the episode. We can get into better things, more funner things in a second, but like it has been rough. And I don't know if anyone else out there feels that, like that like heaviness that I'm feeling where I'm like something bad is going to happen and I don't know what it is. It's like, it's or like, and maybe the bad things are happening and I'm just like, I'm reacting as a result of it. But like, uh, I think it kind of triggered me whenever I triggered. <laughs> it like really affected me whenever I found out that um, Florida is trying to take away uh, trans, you know, healthcare, uh, hormone replacement therapy, stuff like that for kids. But along with this bill that they're trying to do it, um, which is disgusting, and I don't agree with that bill at all. But along with it, they're trying to take away. Uh, coverage of gender affirming care on Medicaid. And like when I heard that, that like really hit me because when I first started transitioning, I was on Medicaid and that's how I got my hormones. And so like, I feel like we make like these videos, we make like these podcasts, this content. um, And I feel like, you know, obviously the intent was to support other people, be there for other people. And it feels like I, I wanted the community to grow and grow. And it feels like I've done all this and obviously the weight of transphobia doesn't fall on us, but I feel like we've put so much into it and we're just going backwards. And so I I just kind of feel like this heaviness of like, I don't know, I'm just really sad. Yeah, it's definitely hard to deal with. I feel like you were right in general, the public and their reception to trans people or people in the LGBT community is better, but it's just the politicians and conservatives that are pushing so hard against it. And I mean, most people that are conservative obviously have their preconceived notions about trans people. So they're, they're not going to go on the internet and do their own research and figure out, you know, what it means to be trans. They get all of their information from these people, from these news outlets. So I, I don't know. I just feel like they, the politicians and everybody that's commentating on these things are aware of that. They know that the people that are listening to them aren't going to go out and do their own research. So why not scare them? Why not make them feel like this is something that we should be stopping as a society? And I feel like everybody lives in their own little bubble when it comes to their political affiliation, I guess. I mean, everything that I see on my feed generally is positive, but lately with all the things going on, I've kind of been going to the other side and seeing what everybody's saying. And it's so disheartening 
to see some of the things that people are saying about kids or about people that they don't know. And the saddest thing is that they're continuously quoting or bringing up statistics that aren't even true and things that are unfounded. So it's like, it's just frustrating to see people talking so negatively and having such a strong reaction against it when they are so misinformed about the topic. That's what really is frustrating me. And it's also scary. Like there's literally people out there that hate us, like genuinely hate us. Yeah. Um, With the, yeah, you were talking about the statistics and stuff. I feel like a lot of them are claiming that like, you know, trans people being visible and being accepted into society is some sort of propaganda, but then they're sharing statistics in a framework that is just incorrect or they're trying to frame it as a certain way. And that is like, by definition, what propaganda is, is trying to like hide the truth in a twisted way. Um, and like, just through like going through all these, like, like, um, you know, uh, going through all these like backflips to try and uh, hide our existence or try and, and demonize who we are. And so I feel like, you know, I've always gotten hate on like my YouTube channel, like every now and then a bunch of hate comments, we used to make fun of it. And I, it is fun to make fun of, but like lately I've been like reading things and I've just been getting so like, like it's been affecting me, like my mental, my mental, like health, like I, I'm just getting so sad and I'm like, oh my God, like I'm really being affected by this. Like with the idea that like, like we were talked, we're, I don't know. I was joking with Emily yesterday because I was like, I want to just go back to when no one cared about us. When I could just like, like when like trans people barely existed where we did, but no one really talked about us and we were able to get like hormones and everything. And no one really, because we were such a minority that no one really batted an eye because like they had no idea like what was going on. But now that there's more trans representation, obviously it's a good thing. And I'm only kidding. But I'm like, now, like, there's all this attention. And obviously, conservative people are, like, going to just try and use that to, like, really demonize us. And it's so annoying. Um, but, yeah. I feel like, actually, when we, I feel like when we started transitioning, if somebody, like, if you told somebody that you were trans, they wouldn't really know what you were talking about. Exactly. And now it's like, oh, I mean, there's the people that kind of go a little bit overboard and do everything that they can to assure you that they're an ally, which is fine. But then there's also the opposite spectrum. So it's just changed a lot in terms of our identities. And I feel like with us, you know, there is a sense of privilege knowing that we can kind of live our lives as we are since we've already been this far into our transition. And I can only imagine how difficult it might be to start your transition today. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot more resources and obviously people are a lot more open to it. Some people, but there's also so much criticism around it as well. So I feel like, like, I mean, like, obviously I felt like, I feel like sexuality has always been political. Like, 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 you know, like, uh, statistically i guess or historically um conservative people aren't happy with gay people um just like christian values type thing but i felt like gender identity and transness it wasn't like a talked about thing in like politics and it was never really brought up whenever we first started transitioning but now if you say you support a trans person it's like you're obviously like on a political side 
And I feel like before it wasn't really like that. And now it's getting more and more and more like that. And so I think with this attention, it's like the left-handed like-ness, right? Like the more we started allowing left-handed people to um, exist, you know, like thrive and not trying to hide them, the increasedness we saw with left-handed users um, because there was less discrimination against them. And like, there's like stats to prove that. And so with obviously more and more people being out, a lot more people are being comfortable to express themselves, express their transness. And like, it's obviously increasing, but then uh, people are saying like, this is like a disease that we're spreading. Like we're trying to um, manipulate your kids and stuff. And of course I'm trying to manipulate your kids, but I also think that, yeah. (laughs) We're trying to indoctrinate them. Exactly. I love supporting child abuse and allowing kids to transition. That's my favorite thing to do. I know. I think, honestly, I just love the fact that we can make them trannies and they can just go to school and get shot and yeah. we're the issue, right? Like, it's so crazy how like some kids are just depressed and then they automatically get happier and then they have like a improved relationship with their family and they can go to school and live a normal life. Like. I can't believe we're allowing them to do that. It's really scary. And to just grow up in adulthood and thrive and never have to worry about living in a life that like wasn't yours. really weird. That's crazy. So uh, clearly we're very passionate about this topic. (laughs) We started off right Really strong, right? Yeah. So strong. But this week you did something that's so cool because obviously we have our YouTube channels and we have our podcast. But you, I feel like you've branched into the corporate world, and now <laughs> I'm a LinkedIn girly. You're changing the world with your little co- with the company that you're in. Yeah, um, that's like the one thing that I feel like has gotten my spirits up. We've been working on girlish, like really grinding on girlish. So like I've been like working on editing, really focused on that, and it's been like getting me to like take my mind off things. But the moment I uploaded it on Monday, like as soon as I uploaded it, and I just like sat there. I was like, damn, I'm sad. But then I got like a nice like upbeat again because my job recently launched an employee inclusion network for uh, Pride. And I was talking about it earlier. I'm a co-chair for it. And we finally had our first like launch event and it went super great. Like it was awesome. We were asked like a series of questions. Uh, It was kind of like a, just like an introduction of like what our employee inclusion network is, how others can get involved. And we had like over 150 people that like showed up for this like pride like and like our company only has like 2000 people so the fact that 150 people came was so cool and it was like people that were part of the lgbt community supporters of the lgbt community parents of 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 people who had kids that were part of like the um the lgbt community and like it was just really amazing to like hear the feedback that we got and um yeah i just thought it was super super cool that's like my dream. Yeah. That's so cool that you're able to do that. And you showed me like a video and everything. And honestly, you slayed. You were the the MVP <laughs> of the panel. Thanks. I, um, well, we had, so we had like a panel of questions. So, you know, we had like a sort of uh, rundown of like, what does pride mean to you? Was a question. What was the first of pride, pride event you attended? Um, people from... Uh, minority or marginalized communities are afraid to be themselves at work. So 
what does it mean to bring your authentic self to work? Um, what advice would you give your younger self? So like questions like that, that we had already prepped. So I was able to give like a solid answer for, and I really liked it because I felt like I was able to convey my message and my story really well. And we got like over like, I think like 40 people so far, it keeps increasing, but to join like this, like Slack channel. So like 40 employees, like can all communicate and share things and we can have events in the future where we can connect with people. We can have more panels. We can talk about things like the holes within our company that need to be fixed, really support the community. I know like upper level management, they want, they're very analytical with the support of like LGBT people where they're like, we want like a 17.3 increase in managerial positions for LGBT people. And we need to make sure that they fit. I don't know. It's very like, very like numbered base. And I don't see it that way. I just want to like help as many people as I can. Um, but they like want like specific stats. And so um, I'm just coming it coming as a way of like, come everyone, like I'm here to support you. And it's been really a cool thing. Um, and yeah, I just, I like love it. I love being able to get involved at my work and uh, be able to, I, my job has nothing to do with like diversity and inclusion, but I was able to branch into it in some way. So I think that's cool. Yeah, it is. And it, it really makes me wish a lot more companies had events or resources like this, especially looking at mine. I've been talking about my experience with training the last couple of weeks, and I don't think anything has been like horrible, but it's just like, I don't know, etiquette and saying the right things and how to talk to people and making people not feel uncomfortable in the workplace. Those types of things are, you know, issues all the time with different groups of people. So maybe one day my company will do that because I think we kind of need it. And it doesn't hurt, obviously, just to have a community. I think my company, the only thing that we have is like a, a channel for like people in the LGBT community, but like it's, it's not utilized. Nobody talks in it. So maybe I'll take over and make it a thing. Just be like, Hey girlies, (laughs) check out my newest episode of the girlies podcast. Hi everyone. Oh my God. I can promote it. Wait, maybe I I don't actually want people from my company. (laughs) That's how I feel. Right. Cause like, we're gonna like, we're a lot of cool things are coming up for us and I want to share it, but I'm like, I better not be like talking shit about my company. We should probably not talk shit about work. So so, yeah, because we're professionals now. Like this is like, this is LinkedIn ready and we have to be LinkedIn ready. So um, I keep, I love LinkedIn, sorry. But um, yeah, so uh, I want to share like all of our progress and achievements like with my group too, because I think that's cool. But yeah, you were, t- you were showing me that what your company did for Pride and stuff and you got a really incredible resource. It was really awesome. You got um, some Teams banners, right? Or something. <laughs> Yeah, so they were really generous this year, and they provided us with Pride backgrounds for Microsoft Team meetings, Good just so time. that we can show you know, that we're allies and we support the community. So I just thought that was a great step forward. It's, it really shows that they care. And they also sent out a newsletter about like the history of Pride, which was okay. Like That's cool that you know they sent that out on June 1st. You know someone gets paid like hundreds um, of thousands of dollars to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's so upsetting to me that that it's the bare minimum. Yeah. Literally the bare minimum. 
it's like you it's so hard because like i mean i'm i love my job and i love that it's doing this and but like you know i always wish that there could be more to be like done um and i feel like it, it'll never be enough and it's like hard to ask for more but um, i'm happy that you know we're able to get involved in whatever way we can so even if it's just like messaging on a slack channel or something where i think i'm going to start like a book club or something with my like slack channel or something or like have like some deep discussions about our history with coming out or something like that cuz everyone's coming out story is super interesting um and i know a lot of people love to share it so yeah if you guys i'm this is a big if you guys are ever in a position to like advocate for yourself and others please you should i always recommend doing it um i had this opportunity come up and i felt like i would regret it if i didn't participate in wanting and being a co-chair and so far i've already found like really great community like another co-chair um has just been really great and um uh yeah both of the co-chairs are just like really awesome and i've just been having like a blast being able to work with them and so fun it was so funny to me how your coworker messaged you after. <laughs> that was so funny. Like yeah. I want coworkers like that. Yeah, like after the event, my coworker like messaged me, or, and he was a, a co-chair, and he just messaged me like he was just like spilling tea, like like afterwards, and it was just like really funny. Oh my god! And like he sent over uh, a screenshot because there was a there was a Google survey afterwards, so we had a survey of like what people thought about it and like what they didn't like about it. And so um, let me find it because it was so funny. So someone did not like, uh, someone wrote like things that, you know, that, uh, hold on. It says, what I do didn't you like any of it? No. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the question that was on the Google survey was like, what did you like least about the event? And someone responded, I guess someone that watched it, the co-chairs seemed a little unprepared. So someone said that about us which sucks but then i responded i said well the gay the gays love some drama like how rude they they just love the drama oh my god but yeah what is that i want to know, I, know. I know i hate that it's anonymous like i need to know you and, and i need to find you there was in my previous company they posted something about pride and this man it these are not anonymous comments like the entire company can see when you comment on something and he was like i don't know why you guys are sharing this aren't we supposed to keep politics outside of the workplace and it was so funny to me because like 10 people ate him up in the comments after that and i hope he got fired yeah what that that was a thing like with this meeting is like politics were brought up definitely because like our identities are inherently political, like they are. So like you cannot you cannot support trans people without denouncing the the horrific things that are happening to our community um, from politicians. So I brought it up at a, at a certain point, like at the end, um, I, br- I brought it up and um, I felt like it was really important to share. Because, you know, there's probably a ton of people in my company that are conservative. Like, we're remote. There's people, like, all over the world that um, work at our company. So, like, I'm sure that there might be conservative people that were in there that maybe didn't agree with me. But, like, if you're going to support the LGBT community, you have to understand that our identities are political. Like, it's going to be brought up. I can't avoid not bringing it up because, the like, a lot of the hate comes from politics. So, 
Yeah. I guess on a lighter note, we are <laughs> going to be doing something fun in July yes. for my birthday. I'm so, so excited. Yeah, like I think this is the third year. Is it the third year? Yes, it's the third year in a row where Russell and I have had our birthdays like on a lake, on a boat. That's like our favorite thing to do. So the first year we went to Lake Washington. We rented a boat. The second year we went to Lake Havasu in Arizona. And then this year we're going back to Washington to Lake Chelan. And since Olivia lives in Washington, Here I am. we get to go together. I'm so excited. So yeah, we're basically just going to rent an Airbnb by the lake for the weekend and go out on the boat and hang out. So we can film a girlish episode on the water. And we might drown, but it's okay because it, it's going to be a nice little. I can swim. Wait, really? Yeah, it's you fine. can't swim. It's fine. We have life jackets, exactly, <laughs> and floaties for you. Wait, I didn't know you couldn't swim. <laughs> okay, so it's, you won't be like going on the inner tube or anything because you I, might sink to the bottom. Of the okay, boat. so the tubes are fine. Like I'll be fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I go tubing in like a ton when I lived in Florida. Like it's fine. I oh just can't swim. I'm just like, wait, what is Olivia? Like, we're missing somebody. <laughs> like, it's like, it's fine. I'll be fine. That's so funny. Yeah. So we've never, I think we should film something in person because we've never done it. Yeah, I know. We, At least we, a couple times we've visited each other. We say, and, oh, we're going to film it. And then we never do. But we get so caught up in like the activities that we're doing, which is fine. Yeah, just hanging out. It's like because we we don't see each other, so like the idea of like seeing each other and then like automatically like working, working or just like doing this, like it just it, like it puts a bad taste in my mouth. But like I think it'll be to make it fun. To like I think that's like what we want to do, and I do want to go visit you um, sometimes in the next few months because I want to be able to like record a bunch of episodes in person. Maybe find a studio space to do it in. Because that would be really cool to be able to to do that and record stuff. But we always get caught up whenever we do hang out. But I'm happy and I'm excited because this is going to be so fun. I haven't been on a boat since like I was 10. So I just love being on boats. It's like you get to chill and the weather's nice. And then when it gets too hot, you can just go in the water and then get out and just repeat the entire day. And you're just vibing. It's literally the best. It sounds like so much. Like the only the last boat I've been on was a ferry, um, but those don't even count, right? Like <laughs> I don't think so. Like okay, so before that, I was I went on a boat and it was like a little cruise boat. I haven't been. I've never been on like an actual like smaller boat where like you can jump oh, off. Like a I think we got a pontoon, so it's like uh, it fits a lot of people, and you can just like sit and chill it doesn't go very fast so it's nothing crazy it's just like for vibes the vibes and and that's what i'm there for i'm there for the vibes i'm there for the for the the just yeah the vibes (laughs) so it'll it'll be it'll be a fun time and i'm I'm really excited emily and i just can't stop talking about it because it's something to do we're like deprived of human activity because we don't have that many like friends here we don't have any friends here so It'll be nice to actually see people, hang out, have fun, enjoy the Washington weather, the summer weather. So, My excited. mom's excited to meet you. 
I, I Emily and I are like Queen Lizzie. Like we cannot <laughs> wait to meet her. She's so like, I can't wait to meet Olivia. I know. I'm so excited. It'll be fun. Yeah. So yeah, that's going to be a nice vacation for us. And it's going to be a great way actually to de-stress from the conversation that we're about to have because oh, I know I can feel gray hairs coming out of my scalp already. This episode is really de- depressing and I want everyone to know that like we will persevere. Like we are we are all, like everything's great. Like this is all fun and games. This is a good time and this next topics, you know, we just want to like poke fun a little. And I think that's that's what we know we want to do. So one of the things that we do best is talk shit and just give our opinion when nobody asks. So that's what we're going to do today. Exactly. So, <laughs> so we'll go in over to we'll, – we'll head over now to the pop culture section of the episode. I guess our pop culture and our main kind of topic today – they kind of like intertwine a little bit. Yeah, they're 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 very similar. similar in in kind of their. Yeah, I feel like a lot of our conversations like have been very similar in talking points, but I I really wanted to talk about this because I thought it was so funny. But Fox News, the great Fox News, uh, recently released an episode or like like a highlighting section on their their broadcast. Of like a trans kid named. Do you know? Remember what his name was? Um, Ryland Whittington. Whittington. Yeah. So, do you want to take that from there? Yeah. So, honestly, I felt like I was in a different dimension when I saw that Fox News did a special on a trans kid and his family coming to terms with his identity, and it was like not bad. Did you watch the special? Because I watched it and it's basically just like him and his family talking about how they came to terms with his identity, how he showed at a very young age that he did not identify with being a girl and wanted to transition to being a boy. And the thing that I think was really interesting about the special was that this is like a a white conservative family with religious values. And that's something that the mom brought up. She was like, it was a struggle going through, you know, with my faith. And she was like, God makes everybody the way that they make them. So this is how my child was meant to be. And it was just weird to me to see something so positive on Fox News regarding trans people, because we all know they love to just attack us constantly. Um, But, you know, since they showed that, the entire Twitter universe of conservatives went up into flames because it was just such a horrific incident and so horrible that they would share this type of propaganda on Fox News, which is the only network on TV that gives us the truth. So it it was just really crazy that they did that. And we wanted to focus on Ben Shapiro and Matt Walsh because they provided us with two rants that are just filled with such juicy information and they have the best takes they do so eloquently written um so i guess i'll i'll go with ben shapiro and then you can read matt walsh's but we just want to like read the whole thing and just really digest what they're saying yeah because yeah this is a whole thread like there's about 63 tweets all with 900 characters so 
bear with me as I, I get through this masterpiece. So Ben Shapiro tweeted yesterday at 12.50 p.m. This would be an absolute, despicable, insane lunacy if I saw it on CNN or MSNBC. To see it on Fox News is a complete betrayal of anything remotely resembling conservatism or decency. Every element of this video is propagandistic, dangerous garbage. The report states that this biologically female child was choosing her gender before she could speak. This is madness. The report further states that Ryland's parents began social transition at the age of five. This is child abuse. The vast majority of children who display signs of gender dysphoria desist over time. The report is absolute horrifying propaganda. We've got mom citing her Christian faith to justify the perversion of biological identity. We've got the radical gender theory activist, the Trevor Project, which I want to talk about this one specifically, claiming that childhood transition is the only way to prevent suicide. Quote, I'd rather have a living son than a dead daughter, which is what the mom said in the special, end quote, is again, propagandistic sloganeering. There is (laughs) not sloganeering. There is no credible evidence that transition alleviates suicidal ideation among children who identify as LGBTQ+. We've got the dad talking about living authentically. By hormonally transitioning a biologically female child, transition that if continued will result in biological sterilization and or breast and genital mutilation surgery. This family became famous in 2014 when Ryland, now 14, was six years old. The mom even wrote a book about her own heroism. This isn't about children. It's about pushing a gender theory that victimizes small children. And this is happening on Fox News, where the family is praised for extraordinary courage in the face of politicization of transgender issues. People are afraid of what they do not understand the reporter says, but we do understand the agenda. We understand that this propaganda on behalf of the destruction of children, it's vile. Fox News is too important to conservatives to be weaponizing on behalf of the most radical leftist propaganda imaginable. Propaganda that aims directly at the mental and physical health of children. They should terminate whoever is responsible for this abomination. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me get my, (laughs) let me get my tears. Hold on. Hold on. I just, that's, that's what he decided to, to tweet out on a Friday afternoon. I'm just, it's baffling. It's like, where do you even start to dissect that? Because there's like a lot of like, there's a lot that, that he's like, he's, he's like, there's a lot of things that he's saying that like, he's stating as fact and it's like inherently is propaganda the way that he's framing things and like it's just like really it's it's like truly ironic in like the the ways that he's saying things but honestly i give it to him because like to just be this obsessed with our community it's like it's on another level it's like truly on another scale 
So Ben Shapiro, I love you too. You don't have to it slide into my DMs or anything. Like so eloquently written. The words that he used were so powerful and really left a mark on me. And I just want to preface this special. It's literally him with his parents talking about how happy he is now that he's transitioned. They're literally playing catch in his front yard. And he's talking about how he just wants to be an inspiration or a voice to other kids who don't have a supportive family. Like there's nothing really going on. It's a white picket fence family enjoying their little big front yard playing sports and just being a normal family. And that was how he responded to that. Like it was so vile that it made him write an essay at mad at happy kids but nothing at 19 dead children. Nothing. Mm-mm. No, that's but, child abuse to make them transition, but it's not to shoot them and school. Exactly. But, okay. you know, we we stand. We love that. But I want to, like, dissect a little more of, like, what he says. But I want to get into Matt Walsh because another iconic figure. We stand. And they're both so iconic that, that um, Matt Walsh is – uh, Twitter name is best-selling LGBT children's author and Ben Shapiro. Um, oh, I guess he just changed his name, but his um, I'm pretty sure his was similar. Maybe I'm wrong. They also have matching profile pictures and banners. Yeah. And Matt Walsh made like a, is what a, what is a woman? Yeah. Matt Walsh made like a, a movie called like, what is a woman? And like, is it like talks about gender and like biological, like women and stuff like that. And it's a whole, it's a whole like hit piece on trans people. But I want to read Matt Wash, and then I want to kind of get into the nitty gritty because there's a lot to say. But Matt Wash tweeted, and I love this because he said thread. <laughs> and he quotes, he shows the video and he says, I have appeared on Fox News many times. I appreciate the platform they've given me. If what, if what I'm about to say ruins that relationship, so be it. We have to call this evil lunacy out where we see it, especially on our own side. Today, Fox ran a long segment for Pride Month celebrating a quote-unquote trans kid who quote-unquote came out as a boy at the age of five. The piece did not simply report on the controversy surrounding the child's transitioning, uh, the child's transition. It outright promotes the practice. The reporter says that the child announced a new gender as a toddler. Does Fox want us to believe that babies all caps of babies can choose their gender. This is the most extreme, radical, dangerous form of gender ideology, and it's being promoted on Fox News. I'm getting really emotional. This is really hard for me. The poor kid is 14, now with a permanently altered body, condemned to live forever with an identity imposed as a small child. It is horrifying, evil, and sick, and it is what Fox chose to promote. I have, I know for a fact that many people at Fox do not approve of this and never would have agreed to air radical far-left trans propaganda, but Fox reporter Brian Lanas chose to do this story, and someone at Fox chose to put it on the air. Everyone involved should be fired immediately. Shout out to Brian. Thank you. We love Brian for sharing <laughs> the story. For sharing Ryland's story. You yeah. really riled the girls up. Today. I 
honestly, I want to like look into the person that created it because shout out, happy pride, Brian. Thanks. But um, yeah, that's like another take. And there's like certain parts that I highlighted from both of their rants that I really want to just kind of get down to the nitty gritty and talk about it because the way that they're framing things is is very meticulous and they're doing it on purpose. But um, I just want to like laugh at like the funny things that they said. Is there anything you want to highlight that you saw that you thought was really funny or? Um, yeah. So for Ben Shapiro, I just, I just think it's so funny how he called out the Trevor project and said, it's like a <laughs> radical gender, whatever the fuck he said. I don't know. So I'm on the Trevor Project's homepage right now, and I'm just going to read what their mission statement is and the resources that they provide. And us as a general public can determine whether or not this is a propagandistic, vile organization. Our mission is to end suicide among lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and questioning young people. Our vision is a world where all LGBTQ young people can see bright future, bright futures for themselves. Our goal is to serve 1.8 million crisis contacts annually by the end of our 25th year while continuing to innovate on our core services. And the Trevor Project provides research, crisis services, peer support, advocacy, public education. So... In its essence, it's literally founded in order to assist with suicide rates among gay That's so disgusting. And I can't believe that they cited the Trevor Project, which is so horrible because they want to save people from committing suicide. How disgusting of them. Like that, that was something that really stood out to me in terms of Ben Shapiro. And then with Matt Walsh, he kept saying that the identity of the kid was imposed on him when he is the one that told his parents that's what he wanted to do and 11 years later he's he seems to be fine he's grown into a a nice teenage boy I, i i don't really see any signs of him regretting anything it doesn't look like he has any deformities on his body so i'm just kind of confused like we literally saw him grow up in front of our eyes yet he's deformed and he had this imposed on him when he clearly said he's the one that told his parents he wanted to transition. So it's just not making sense to me. They're trying so hard and they're being so desperate and meticulous on trying to like convey a message that this is like harming the kid. So like in Matt Walsh's statement, he said, the poor kid is 14 now with a permanently altered body condemned to live forever with an identity imposed as a small child. Uh, al- altered body permanently? No. He is on hormone blockers. And guess what? Hormone blockers, reversible. You stop taking it and your body uh, goes through its normal um, puberty stages of whatever it is. Um, whenever they do decide to put the child which will not be a child by the time they decide to start actual like taking hormones um, like estrogen or like testosterone. They are going through several, seeing several doctors have been living their life for who knows how long and have consented to doing this at an age appropriate where they feel that they are ready to begin transitioning. And so it makes me mad that there's like this like, 
idea that they spread where it's like kids are transitioning and like they're regretting it later. And it's like, it's reversible. Like they're, they're, they're preventing them to go through any distress in the future. And so like Ben Shapiro said, uh, the report is absolute horrifying propaganda. We've got a mom citing her Christian, her Christian faith to justify the perversion of biological identity. We've got the radical gender theory activist, the Trevor projects, um, claiming that the child's of transition is the only way to prevent suicide. Um, and he said, there is no credible evidence that transition alleviates suicidal ideation among children who identify as LGBTQ plus. And see, he's wording that in a way that's like really trying to like make you seem like it doesn't help kids. Like this isn't helping kids and, and like helping children with their gender identity issues, assisting them to be in a place where they can be themselves and be accepted. What it does, what hormone replacement therapy does um, is puberty blockers linked to lower suicide risk for transgender people. So transgender individuals who receive puberty blockers during adolescence have a lower suicidal, lower risk of suicidal thoughts as adults. So it helps you as an adult with an overall lower suicide like attempts or or thoughts or anything like that. And you and I both know if we had the opportunity to transition when we were younger, and sure this is anecdotal anecdotal, but like everyone I know who has transitioned as an adult after going through puberty all wish that they were able to start when they were younger. Like that would have made the world of a difference. To That's not have literally any- my biggest regret. Yeah, not speaking up, not to like not being able to like be ourselves. Like that's like the worst thing. Yeah, I think uh, it's just really hard for me to digest everything just because everything is so false. Like they're pointing at things, saying that things are being imposed on people and citing all of these resources or saying that there's no proof, no statistics when the statistics are there. You know, you just have to go take a trip to Google. It's not very hard. There's statistics that are disproving pretty much everything that they're saying. So I'm I'm confused as to why they're denying that there is any proof when they seem to be so obsessed with statistics. And can I read you the statistics? Yes, let's go. We have, I I would, I would love to. So, um, they love to, um, pass off this idea that kids are regretting it. There are like, there are so many kids, like all of them are growing up to regret it and they're detransitioning and their parents put them through this awful thing and they were brainwashed. And like, this is happening so often where kids are being forced to do this. Here are the statistics. And I really, really want to show it because I think it's important. So a 2015 survey by the National Center for Trans Equality of nearly 28,000 trans and gender diverse adults found that 8% of respond- respondents reported some kind of detransition. So out of 28,000 people, uh, 8% had a form of detransition. Of this 8%, 62% only did so temporarily due to societal, financial, or family pressures. So this detransitioning ideology that it's like kids are detransitioning isn't because of them regretting it. It's because of societal reasons, people saying that you are wrong, people not accepting them, people not being there to support them, a culture that we have that is making them like regret who they are, feel bad about who they are. That is what is, that is what is making kids detransition is this narrative that they're trying to push. So to go further into that, 
Only 5% of those who had detransitioned reported that they had done so because they realized that gender transition was not for them. So of the 5% of the people who detransitioned, of that 5%, only, um, or it was of the 8% of those who um, detransitioned, 5% of those uh, were uh, did it because they regretted it or whatever. Um, so o- for the overall sample size, that is 0.4%. So 0.4% of 28,000 people surveyed in this. That's the statistics of, that's that's the truth. The truth is that the majority of people that do detransition de- is because of societal reasons. And the very small minority of it, of people who actually regret it, 0.04 or 0.4. So it's like such a small fraction of anything. And with anything, people regret things. It's not just transitioning. People regret getting tattoos. People regret getting plastic surgery. People regret literally anything. So to use that as a basis of, oh, this one person, this very small, minute population of people regretted it. So let's stop this child abuse now so nobody else regrets it. And if we were able to have a society where kids were able to freely express themselves in whatever they were like able to like, if they were able to express themselves in whatever manner that they could, if there was more resources to like to to things that would help these kids through these situations, we obviously would have a better society where kids were understanding themselves and were able to grow and go through these obstacles and um, have have these this this support system that guided them through their life. And right now we don't have that, right? We have kids dying of gun violence. That's what we have. But yeah, so moving on now to the main topic. It's just like another pop culture topic, essentially relating, pertaining to the same uh, kind of uh, attack on the LGBT community. Uh, But this news comes out of Texas, the same uh, place where the Ovadi shooting happened, um, the wonderful state of Texas. Um, they had a, a very, all makers there had a very impassionate response to children being around drag queens. So uh, you can, do you want to take it from there? What are your thoughts? Let us know. Yeah. So the most interesting thing to me about this whole topic is that it's, everybody claims to care about children Um, And that's what this bill is supposed to be for. It's supposed to protect children from perverted adults um, because that's what people think, which is, I I have so much to say about this topic, but basically it it was introduced because um, I'll just actually read what Brian Slayton says. He says, drag shows are no place for a child. I would never take my children to a drag show. And I know Speaker Dade Felon and my Republican colleagues wouldn't either. And he described it as like pedophilia or perversion with children. And so a day after this happens, a day after kids were seen literally just walking up and down a restaurant with a drag queen, that's all they did. There's an action to ban them from going to drag shows, but couple weeks ago when 19 of them were killed at school we haven't had any action regarding that for that's it for that it's just thoughts and prayers but for the drag queens it's they must immediately stop allowing kids to go see them and that's interesting to me 
I just I've like been watching those videos that they're sharing and like the kids are having so much fun. It's like a it's like a party. They're being celebrated. They're being like like it's just like it is so weird. It's like if you were to a co- if you were to go to a costume party, it's like these like these people that the drag queens they're just in like these costumes and they're and they're like they're I don't know. It's just like it's a very like calming and warming and loving environment that isn't creepy or weird unless you're sick in the head and you're trying to prevent or make it that way. It's not a home. I mean, it's not a drag queen thing. It's not a child thing. It's a homophobic thing. Cause we see constantly like Hooters is a thing. Like Twin Peaks is a thing. Like jobs that really sexualize women that kids are able to just come in to. That's a thing. Are the, why aren't those banned? How is that not exposing children to sexuality and sexual images? Like, how are like, like, have you not seen the Hooters like shorts? Like, it's insane. And that type of behavior is encouraged. Like, dads encourage their young sons to stare at boobs and to appreciate the female body. And I mean, that to me is sexualizing your child's identity at that moment. You're kind of forcing them to be in this conversation where you're objectifying women and that's okay, but they're not allowed to go see a drag show. And, you know, that's inappropriate. And I feel like our generation specifically is just so aware of what's going on. And we all do our own, most of us do our research and we're just very involved in terms of what's going on in the world and what's going on in society. And I feel like that might be a little bit scary to conservatives or people in the older generation because they're starting to realize that we're getting exposed to things younger and younger. And because that's happening, we're going to get to a place where everything that they hate is normalized and they don't want that to happen. So I feel like that contributes to a lot of why kids are being policed so much in terms of what they can do and what they can't do and what is considered as child abuse and what's not. There's this like weird fascination with like, with the idea that gay people are somehow pedophiles. And I feel like that's existed for so long. They try to link it to the Bible and everything. And it's been like this weird, like insane, like talking point that I feel like they've always tried pushing. And like, this is just another form of that, of them being homophobic, like blatantly, just like outright. And it's, it just, it makes me so mad. And like, I tweeted the other day, I was like, yeah, why don't we just ban all costume parties? Like all costume parties off limits. Kids aren't even allowed to like, yeah, to, to do anything. Like just keep them sheltered in your little house. They can only go to church and come home. But um, I just, I just find it just really frustrating because like we see the realities. I think the majority of Americans do. Like we see the realities of what's happening and we see the the image that is trying to be portrayed to us as something negative when it has nothing to do at all with like the actual real problems. And I'm, exci- I'm happy that more and more people are seeing what's going on and the interest that there is to like to keep things like guns, but then like push away people like drag queens who are not doing, and all these videos, they aren't, they aren't being over sexual. It isn't, this isn't a drag club that like, like a gay club that drag queens are performing at like half naked or whatever. This is like a drag brunch 
or something or like a little like party that they have drag queens at who are just dressed up super feminine and just walking and like and like celebrating with the kids like making them feel happy comforted and it's like it's nothing like super like it doesn't make it just frustrates me because i remember being a kid my dad taking me to hooters and like being super like over sexual like with me and just being like 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 oh like how do you like that do you like that like do you like do you like this one or that one and like in front of their faces would ask me which one do you like more like that type of shit like that was put on me when i was a kid and like these kids are just dancing with drag queens but for some reason stuff like that is okay so i just it just is annoying it was funny to me that there were people in the comments saying look how inappropriately they're dressed you can literally see her boobs babe it's a breastplate it's it's not real boobs. Like, what are you concerned about? It, it's plastic. They they put it on and then they take it off at the end. Of, it's literally not real. It's literally but not like real. you said. Kids go to Twin Peaks. They go to Hooters and they get a face full of real boobs, and that's okay because those are cis women and they're not drag queens. And clearly, there's a difference between those two. Exactly. And I'm not trying to knock sex work. Like, I th- or, or not, I, not that like Hooters or like Twin Peaks is sex work. Like, I think yeah, that's fine. All. It's fine work. Like, if, if that's what you want to do, I think there's a level of objectifying women that like, kind of involves in like, in that type of field that I don't like. But like, if women are empowered to do it, I think that they should. The same way that I think drag queens who are literally not doing anything should just be allowed to have like, be able to run events, be a part of events. I've seen drag queens do like book readings with kids. Um, and like, I think that's like awesome. It's a way to just like present something sort of, sort of foreign to kids. That's like cool and like unique and like magical and like have them enter this world where this, like this performer is performing for them in a way that like embraces and, and supports them and gives them a lot of love and, and I don't know, it just, it, it's so weird that they try to make it so creepy when it's nothing but like, like they're giving more love to your kid than you ever will. And like, and I just, it makes me mad because just, I don't know. I just, it, it hurts me because I'm like, like, this is what you're actually worried about. This is what you think is damaging your kid. And it's, this is like another theme that I think we've noticed throughout this episode, or at least the things that we've talked about, like we see the footage of what people are talking about. We saw the special on Fox news. We saw footage of the kids at the drag show and nothing bad is happening at all. But the reactions to it are like, it's the end of the world or like kids were having sex in the middle of the bar. Like that's how extreme their reactions are. But if you literally just watch the video all of the kids are smiling. They're just walking. They're doing a runway walk. Nothing sexualized about that. But this is how people are reacting to it. And it's like spreading fear for things that are harmless. I think that that like that's like a common theme where you can you understand where so I, I think what happens a lot is like it even comes down to like Hispanic people where like Trump was like Mexicans are rapists and murderers and they're coming to our country when like that's the furthest from the truth. Like you're stereotyping right now and then you're saying like trans women, um, they're going into the bathrooms and they're raping whatever, like women and their kids or whatever. 
And that has never been reported at all. There's no reports of that ever happening. And they're saying that drag queens are over-sexualized and they are around kids and they're pedophiles. Not a thing. Not not happening. Um, this And then like just uh, what we were saying about trans kids, what we're being shown are kids being happy. And what they're trying to do is take the happiness away. And it just feels like they're in this, like they're just trying to revert to a place that that we've we've grown past so much and yeah i think that's annoying yeah so at the end of the day i think we've all learned that drag queens are evil (laughs) um and if you think that kids should be able to transition that's child abuse so just make sure that you remember these things in your day-to-day life and preserve the quality of our country by fighting against all of this demonic propaganda. Exactly. So um, sit and think about that and let it sit with you. <laughs> let it uh, resonate. Let it, let it marinate. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, let's, uh, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. But I know this was a heavy episode. This was a very like angry episode, but I hope we can like have thrown in some laughs and stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, I think for the most part, that's that's it. Do you have anything else to add? No, that's pretty much it. Thank you again for listening to us. As always, you can tune in every Monday to listen to a new podcast. I just want to give ourselves a pat on the back because we have been popping off a little bit. I don't know if yeah. you follow us on Instagram, but our Instagram has been popping off. We've been, been doing a great job. Like we, we're coming back. We're in our we comeback are, era. We are in a comeback era. Yeah. And I'm I'm loving it. I live for it. Like all I can think about when I'm working all day and stuff is like, when are we going to be able to do girlish? Like, what are we going to talk about this week? What's the post going to look like? How like how it just is really cool. Yeah. So again, thank you everybody for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at girlish podcast, or you can follow us individually. And also remember, you can watch the video versions of the podcast on Spotify, which is pretty cool. Yes. So follow us everywhere. Watch us everywhere. Share with your friends. Rate us on Spotify and on uh, um, I, Apple Podcasts. Yeah. So Protect us from us- all the transphobes that give us one star for no reason. Yeah. We're at like on, on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. We're on like, we have like a 4.7 or something or 4.8. And like that is- And we only have like one, one star review. It's just like it takes that one person. They're like, oh. I don't like this. So please rate us five stars, you know, rate us five stars, leave a review and send it to us and we can read it in our next episode. And it'll make us happy after reading all about all these depressing topics. Exactly. Um, Next, next episode. I want to, let's find a happy topic to talk about next. Yeah, I agree. We'll, We'll bring it up. We'll bring up the mood, but yeah, follow us everywhere. Leave a review and we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye.